Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Um, are you talking to me? I'm warming up my instrument. Unbelievable! Uh, I'm sorry. <sighs> sorry, it's just pre-show nerves. Hello, my brothers and sisters in smoke. It's time for another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I am the Bishop of Bern, Nick. And with me, as always... Gator. We'll go with Gator for now, but his real name is Jeff. So if I periodically call him Jeff, it's because I refuse to acknowledge his given nickname. The one he gave himself. It took. No, it didn't, but anyway. Ask anyone that knows this. So, we are going to be discussing today a very special cigar. Nick Nick has a surprise cigar I for me. I do have a surprise cigar. For the for inaugural me. broadcast. For the inaugural broadcast. So here's the deal. Jeff typically likes to smoke very cheap cigars. I do. Because he drives a lot and he likes to smoke while he's driving. I do. And so he doesn't spend a lot of money on his cigars. However, I can appreciate a much nicer cigar. And so I have gone out and I have purchased... I appreciate the nice cigars. It's just a budgetary issue where if I'm going to smoke more, I'm going to smoke cheaper and save the good cigars for special occasions, like when I'm with my friend Nick. And like now. So I have been chomping at the bit to tell him what cigar we have today. Okay, Bishop, what do you have for us today? So this is a treat. So today on the Cigar Pulpit, we will be smoking... The Davidoff Winston Churchill Late Hour Toro. This is a cigar that Davidoff teamed with Winston Churchill's family and put out. So it has Sir Winston's picture on it. And it is named the Late Hour because Winston Churchill was up throughout all hours of the night working and whatnot during World War II. And he he slept very, very little. And so this is to pay homage to Winston Churchill. I am not worthy of this cigar. I can tell you right now. So this cigar, it is... Yeah, Nick apparently has some fun facts for us. I do have some fun facts. So this cigar, uh, the tobacco is aged in a Scotch single malt whiskey cask. So you should get some hints of both perhaps wood from the, from the barrel as well as maybe hints of like Scotch. The wrapper is an Ecuadorian Habano, with the binder being San Andreas. The filler is Nicaraguan from Condega and Esteli. Ooh. I know, right? Sounds fancy. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it has a delightful aroma. So right off the bat, you can tell our unprofessionalness, because I didn't take these out of the cellophane before we started. This is the late hour. Like I said, it has a delightful aroma. Does it does so? Uh, nor, nor a, a darker cigar than I normally smoke. I'm more you, of a fan of the shade ground. I say you tend to do more the Connecticut's, the more mild and yes. everything like that. So within, you know, I mean, this is in my standard little, ring it's gauge. It's a little though. darker. It is in your standard yep. ring gauge. Um, I went with the Toro. Um, I guess I could have been really like nerdy about it and gotten us Churchills, but um, the Churchill Churchill exactly the double <laughs> Churchill. <laughs> But I chose not to do that. Davidoff so, is not a cigar that I have smoked before. This is a first for you. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with us being here in the Midwest, this cigar may be available in one store in St. Louis. In Am I correct? St. Louis, from what I've been told, 
I can only get Davidoff in one store over in the Clayton area. And so um, that's where I went for these. So this is, this is a unique smoke for me, and I appreciate you bringing it. No problem. No problem. So uh, according to Davidoff, and with this being said, I'm going to put this up front. Why if, is it not Davidoff? Because it's not. I don't know. Um, but with that being said. Just the, the sheer amount of butthurt <laughs> that just showed on uh, the bishop's face. It was amazing. Uh, I, do, I don't know the answer to that. So with that being said. Um, I mean, it looks like Davidoff when you read it. It does look like Davidoff if you want to be the. Davidoff. You know, it, I mean, I guess we could, you know, be a typical Midwesterner and, you know, go with. The, it's Davidoff. But, no, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be proper. Fair enough. Okay. So according to Davidoff. Beautiful band. Now, with this being said, I want to put this up front right Churchill now. Churchill smoking a cigar. Right now. If you're listening to this podcast thinking that you're going to get guys that are going to sit there and give you intense flavor descriptions relating to all sorts of different foods and everything like that, you are listening to the wrong podcast. Jeff, you may want to switch off. No, I'm never going to encourage that. But <laughs> Jeff and I are... Have you heard of Delicia? I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Already She's kidding. much You're more attractive than we are. Already kissing ass on the cigar vixen. If if I can kiss Delicia's ass, oh for the my, cigar okay, vixen, okay, okay, <laughs> I am all in. Well, I don't mean that in the way that I probably made yeah, that. Yeah, sound. I was gonna say it came off but that way. Delicia is delightful, and I am a big fan. Oh, all right. So anyway, Delicia, if you're listening, you can reach out to us. What is our email address? Well, I have Nick at the Cigar Pulpit. Yes, reach out to Nick at the Cigar Pulpit, and uh, we would love to uh, do a joint podcast with you sometime. I'm sure that'll happen. But it, anyway. You never know. Delicia seems like a delightful cigar vixen. I'm sure. So now that we've given enough time to plugging a whole different <laughs> other brand. I don't. Delicia has nothing to do with David Off. No, she has everything to do with her own brand. But anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> the bishop is not oh amused. Oh, my gosh. She's just fawning ah. over her. And we haven't even been in this for, like... She's delightful. Oh, I know. So, anyway... Um, moving right along. Moving right along. You've totally derailed my thought. Um, I do that often. It's true. It's, it's true. Kind of, kind of my, uh, you know, job in this world. So, anyway... We are going to go ahead. Ooh, is it time for the ceremonial ceremonial cutting of the cigar? Cut the cigar. Exactly. Here we go. So we're gonna cut this guy. I prefer straight cut. As do I. I have a very nice cutter. I will say, car. This is just. I mean, the smell. Give it a cold draw. Give it a cold draw. Give it a yeah. Mm. It's almost sweet. I'm getting hints of tea berry gum. God, he, he made that joke earlier when we were talking <laughs> about how we're not the kind of guys that are going to give you, like, food, you know, references and everything like that. He's like, I want to reference tea berry gum. I love tea berry there gum. There we go. Tea so berry. If any, if any representative of tea berry are listening, I, we're all in for some free samples. Tea Just say berry it. gum. Have you ever had it? I have. It's delightful. I have, actually. I'm not as big on the blackjack, but I love tea berry. I'm not. What is the tea berry, though? It's good. I know. I mean, I don't know what it actually is. I don't think it's is. an actual berry, though. I think it's a chemical flavoring. Okay, so. Anyway. But I could be wrong, and if you're a tea berry representative, please reach out and let us know. So now we're going to light this guy. Uh-oh. We're going to light this guy. And. 
we're going to get it going here, so... Trying not to set my microphone on fire? That would be preferred for you to not set it on fire. <laughs> it would make for some great audio on the podcast, though, for the minute or two, till it melted. I'm going to say, till your little foam cushion thing there burned off. It's the muff. <laughs> I never want to burn my muff. I'm going to get the explicit tag on this thing before it's all said and done. I can just feel it coming. <laughs> That's what it's called. Oh, my. So, right off the bat, smoking good. I'm not going to lie. That's got a nice smoke. I'm actually finding it a much more mild flavor than I expected. I was going to say, it's not nearly as harsh as you would you know, expect. No, based, based, on, upon, based on the cigar you know, and the I mean, wrapper. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of times you hear, oh, the darker the color, the wrapper, the, the more the stronger the cigar itself is. Well, I hate to and, say it, that's traditionally uh, what I found. And there's some truth to that, but I think that there are some different examples that you can point to where maybe maybe it's levels of strength. Like, you know, maybe this is one that eventually will creep up on us, <laughs> as Jeff just coughs right now. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Yeah, or maybe not. Maybe we'll just let people hear you just hack in with a <laughs> microphone in the very first episode. Well, it has a delightful aroma. It really does. I'm trying to pinpoint it because, again, I want to point out, <clears throat> and then I cough. Um, we're I wanna, smoking cigars. We're going to cough occasionally. I want to point out that um, I don't, you know, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to tell you, like, oh, you know, I, I taste, you know, this and that. I mean, I'll tell you if it's a sweet cigar. I'll tell you if it's a strong cigar. I'll tell you if it's a spicy cigar. I can I can give you the generalities, but... You know, going into the intricate details of different ingredients. I mean, I'm never going to tell you, oh, it tastes like buttered popcorn or something like that, you know. But um, And no criticism to those that do. Because you know what? They've been developing their palate much longer than I have. Nick, Nick, for the record, has only been smoking cigars for about a year now. A little over a year. I, on the other hand, have been smoking since I was 16. Yeah, but you've been buying the stuff that's two for a dollar at the gas station that's 50% cardboard. On occasion. On occasion. So, anyway. So, with that being said, I have some some interesting little factoids here about Sir Winston. I figured we'd kind of dive into that, kind of do a little, almost a little dedication of the first show to... uh, Being almost a hickory flavor. That might be the the wood cask from the, uh, the scotch barrel. So maybe maybe that's what you're picking up. Hints of oak and hickory. See, folks, I tell you that we're not going to give you all these things, and then what's he do? He gives you those things anyway. Well, you said you weren't. You never well, said I well would. Now, uh, while Nick is going to prepare his fun facts for you about Winston Churchill, I am going to take my ceremonial de Sirono that we have on the rocks, by the way, and I'm going to smoke my de Sirono. We like to do that. Nick, do you want to explain what that is? So what you'll do is you'll take a glass of, you know, your liquor. In this case, we find that DiSerono is really good because, you know, it's already kind of got an inherent sweetness to it. And we put just straight DiSerono on the rocks. And then what you'll do is you'll, you know, take a puff of the cigar, but you'll blow the smoke into the glass, cover it with your hand, trapping the smoke in there, and just kind of give it a little swirl. I'm actually using a what would be considered a stimulus wine glass because of the tapered effect of the glass. It seems to hold the Traps smoke in. Traps the smoke yep. in, yeah. So that's him swirling his, his ice around there. And so, um, you know, he'll, he'll do that for a little bit. 
kind of get the get the smoke going in there. And once he does that, kind of lets it out, kind of. You remove your hand, and the uh, and smoke I'm, actually will dance in the glass. I think the ice helps hold it down. It's a really cool effect. It really I mean, is. Um, we showed uh, uh, a friend of ours, and she pointed out that it would make for a really great effect on like Halloween, you know, to do something like that. So, um, but anyway, so after you smoke it, the smoke seems to just draw the flavors out of the uh, the liquor and causes it to be just so much sweeter. It, like It does really seem to affect the flavor. Maybe that is just a, a mental thing that we're I getting. I don't think so. I, everybody but, that, but I've, I've, everybody I that I've tried this with, like, because, I mean, we've done this a handful of different times with, you know, different folks, and everybody who tries it, I always make them take, take a shot straight or a drink straight, and then after that, they take a sip after I've smoked it, and it is a significant flavor difference. Nick is actually, uh, on our social media, has posted a video of this, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's on the Instagram for the Cigar Pulpit, so if you are a follower on Instagram or, or have an Instagram account, you should follow us. I'm constantly posting on there, and it's just the Cigar Pulpit, all one word, and you can follow us and, and see all sorts of cigars and whatnot that we're imbibing in throughout the week and everything else so well that really does mellow those flavors well you know i'll tell you the it, it makes the cherry pop it does it just makes that cherry flavor of the DiSerono just explode and it's it's fantastic so anyway so getting back to sir winston so take a wild guess jeff i want you to you know it's it's well known well known is a cross dresser no oh I must have been this reading the wrong where, blog. This is where the Winston Churchill family comes after us. Do we have proof he never cross-dressed? Stop it. Take, it, <laughs> take a wild guess how many humidors the man had. Ooh, that's a good fun fact. I have no idea. So, apparently, he was a very difficult man to buy gifts for. I, I understand that he enjoys a nice pump. And What? Oh, wait, we're off the cross-dressing. Damn it. Yes. Winston Churchill was not a cross-dresser. For the record, the Cigar Pulpit is not saying that Winston Churchill was a cross-dresser. I want that very clearly stated. So, with that being said... Are we 100% sure? I think we're pretty sure. I think, by now, that would have come out. You would think. So, anyway, he was hard to buy gifts for. So, people often bought him a humidor. Because they knew he was a big cigar smoker. Churchill. He was a big fan of Louis Vuitton, if I'm not mistaken. Get off the cross-dressing. <laughs> Churchill. <laughs> Nick's so glad he invited me to join in on the podcast. Had 80 humidors. Wow. 80. That's impressive. And at any given time, stored between three and 4,000 cigars. Wow. You know what? That's pretty cool. There are still cigars that he put in humidors... Still within the family. I hope someone's moisturizing them. I would imagine they're maintaining them. Okay. I, I wouldn't think that... Because that would be a crying shame. Well, do you have any idea how much money you could get selling a, an authentic, oh, like, wow. Winston Churchill cigar? No, like, you're straight, absolutely right. Straight from his humidor? I mean, that would be an amazing smoke. He discovered his love of cigars in Cuba, actually. He went down to Cuba in, I believe, 1895. I'm not going to lie, the DiSerono uh, has really drawn out the flavors of the cigar as well now. Earlier. It's paired up nicely. 
well, I will have to try the DiSerono then. But, I mean, can you imagine, you know, maintaining? I mean, I guess he had staff that helped him maintain all those humidors and, you know, everything. But, oh, I'm sure, but, I, I mean, mean God. you know, I have two, and I have trouble keeping them uh, up, you know, to humidity. So, with that being said... Bishop is now smoking his DiSerono as well. With that being said, so he discovered cigars when he went to Cuba in 1895, all right? Now, apparently he was... Boy, and I bet the tobacco was just... I bet it was just absolutely wonderful back then. The story... Soil was more fertile. Uh, oh. I bet the flavors were incredible. The story that I read actually stated that when he arrived at Cuba, he was supposed to be greeted by some uh, uh, members of, uh, I guess, the Spanish military. You know, they were going to be the, his envoy or something like that. Yeah. I mean, because he was young at in 1895. But um, I guess uh, they didn't show up. So he and his, uh, another guy, um, a friend of his, I guess, they went off and uh, stayed in one of the hotels in Cuba. And for the first two days, pretty much just survived on oranges and cigars. Worse ways. And There's worse ways to survive. that was where his love of c- Cuban cigars uh, originated. Have you ever had a Cuban cigar, Nick? I have not. I can honestly say I have. Yes. I've had, a, I've had a few in my lifetime. Being a journalist, that's uh, legal. That is. Nick and um, I, by trade, are both uh, journalists. And um, part of the law, the way it was written, and if, if you guys would like to, you're more than welcome to look this up. Politicians could bring back a certain amount of cigars from Cuba. And they decided when they wrote the law at the federal level to allow journalists to also bring back, I believe it was $125 of cigars, if I'm not mistaken. There was a dollar limit. Okay. And you may wonder, well, why did they allow journalists? Because the journalists were the only ones that were going to give them grief about getting Cuban cigars. Uh-huh. So they allowed journalists to bring them in, too, so they'd keep their mouth shut. And I believe it worked. Probably. Yeah. Because I've never heard anybody complaining. But were you, when I brought that fact up to you years ago, was that hard to believe? Um, no. Most, most people I bring that up to, they have to look it up, and then they're astonished when they find that it out. It doesn't surprise me, because I understand that politicians want to be able to uh, do what they want to do, and uh, if they have to let another class of individual, in this case the media, do it too, in order for them to be able to get away with it, then so Who signed it. the cigar embargo? Was that Kennedy? It was Kennedy, I believe. And he had a massive shipment of Cubans sent to him prior. just prior yep. to the embargo. You may want to double-check all of the Nick and Gator, or Nick and Gator, listen to us, the uh, Cigar Pulpit history facts, but uh, that is my understanding, yes. I mean, well, I'm pretty confident on some of the stuff that I'm telling you right now because I just did this show research last night. That's true. I, on the other hand, am making it up as I go. <laughs> but see. And, and part of the reason for that is I told Nick that I wanted to be surprised by the cigar choice so he could have the fun facts and I could come into it kind of blind and just give you my thoughts on the matter. Exactly. So with that being said, obviously Churchill was a big Cuban fan. What brand was his primary brand? Ooh. I mean, obviously, he smoked all kinds of cigars. It's not like he only smoked this one type of cigar. But with that being said, what was the... Swisher Sweet. No. What was the brand 
that he went with. Hmm. Nothing like Drew dead Estates air. Acid. That only celebrated its 20th anniversary this year. How old is Churchill? Uh, he's dead. He's that old. He, he died at age 90. Did he really? Yeah. He, he, yeah. I would say, for a guy who literally woke up every morning and in bed sat and read the newspaper. God loving for it. With a glass of scotch and a cigar before he even set foot out of bed for a man who's doing all that. And people, I mean, look it up. There are so many references to Churchill and his sobriety and all kinds of other things. But the man, he loved life and loved his cigars and drink, lived to be 90. Okay, Nick, what was the brand? Romeo and Juliet. Oh, delightful cigars. He was a Romeo Juliet. They're, they're, they're in my top ten for sure. There you go. Well, I would hope so. Most definitely. Most definitely. But yeah, he was a big newspaper fan. Read newspapers all the time and in fact for a little while actually wrote a newspaper column i was completely unaware of that there you go so there's our journalism tie right there now jeff and i we tend to smoke a nowadays fa- he a- would have his own fashion show oh, on yeah. bravo he was not a cross-dresser so i apparently got some bad facts anyway that i made up, <laughs> I made up. <laughs> anyway i mean so there's nothing wrong with that i mean sometimes a guy wants to feel pretty so Jeff and I tend to smoke a fair amount of cigars per day. I mean, you know, on a good day, maybe, I don't know. He's just, he's tickled pink by himself. He's I got myself laughing. Absolutely tickled pink by himself. So Jeff and I, we tend to smoke a, a fair amount of cigars per day. I mean, we'll, we'll I don't know if you've noticed this, by the way, I'm stacking dimes over you here. You are indeed. That was a reference to um, both the Cigar Authority and the Ash Holes, where they... Uh, have great. Their By the way, Cigar Authority is also a great podcast. We want to pay homage Authority. to them. Yes, I do love the Cigar Authority. With that being said, they're, they're constantly talking about stacking dimes, and so Jeff is indeed stacking dimes over there. So you and I, we smoke a fair amount of cigars per day, I would say. I, I would say that is accurate, yes. You perhaps maybe more than me due to the fact that you smoke while you're driving, and I... Uh, have a new car and don't. I have a new car and don't um, because I don't want to I don't want to make the new car smell like it. Well, it's more that I think my wife would have a problem with me making the new car smell like cigars right off the bat. Valid point. So with that yeah, being, give him a couple of months, folks. I was gonna say. So with that being said, guess how many cigars Churchill went through on an average daily basis? I'm gonna say eight. Oh my gosh, off Jeff, the cuff with. Eight to ten was the average. Wow. That was impressive that you just pulled that out of nowhere. I, it's a gift. He really, truly didn't know that. In, I had no in idea, no. Had, I, I, have, I have not looked up anything on I Churchill. I have kept these facts to myself. Other, you know, than I, I, I did, cross-dressing. I, I did ask him earlier today. I said, you know, how much uh, World War II history do you know? specifically about some of the important figures within it. And, of course, Jeff's mind went straight to Hitler, but, you know, you know. Well, he was, he was the focal point of the war. He was the cause of the war. True. But At least in the European theater. Very notable figures within World War II. Well, absolutely. So, I mean, you've got the Axis and the Allied powers. It's true. So, yes, 8 to 10, kind of, you know. Who attended the uh, Yalta conference? Well, that was Roosevelt. Yes. And Churchill. Yes. And Stalin. 
There you go. I knew that. So, what? How many do you smoke on average per day? I'm I'm very good at Photoshop, by the way, and I'll have to show Nick sometime the photo of me at the Alta Conference as oh, well. Oh, there you go. So, how how many do you smoke per day? I stole that from Shears, by the way. Um, me? Yeah. Oh, I'm probably anywhere from two to five. Those are rookie numbers. You gotta get those numbers. I gotta up. get those numbers up. You, you I set that up. I told her I was chomping at the bit to do that. I was just, <laughs> just chomping at the bit to do that. What what movie is that from? Uh, it's Wolf of Wall Street. Right it is there. Wolf of Wall Street, and it's a great quote. By the way, at the beginning, and we can edit this out if you end up not using it. So just kind of flag the tape. But at the beginning of the episode, I want to throw out that we paid homage to uh, Bob's Burgers. Why, why do you have to point it out? Why, why can't you just let it sit? Because I don't want to get sued by the folks at Bob's Burgers. You're not going to get Oh, my. I mean, I've already got the litigation from the Churchill family at this point. Well, you're, yeah, because you're literally telling the world and the tens and tens of people that might listen to this <laughs> that the literal dozens the of literal people. dozen people that are listening that he was a cross dresser so no yeah, i was asking might, if he was I, you keep referencing it i think you're trying to make it a thing and i don't think it was a thing he enjoyed strapless evening wear boy that's just not even close to accurate wait that might be me i know oh god <laughs> so earlier while we were driving jeff got out a cigar and like the animal he is, he, he bit off the end instead of using the I cutter did. that I had with me. You know, instead of instead of borrowing my cutter and getting a clean cut, he just, just animal ripped that cap off the end, right? So, let me tell you... You say it like it's wrong. Let me tell you how Churchill would do, would, would prepare his cigar. Oh, interesting. Because he had a very unique method of doing it. Churchill, unlike... All most cigar smokers today, where they either have a punch or a, a cutter, and then would light it. He preferred to moisten the end of the cigar, and then poke a hole through it with one of the extra long wooden matches he had specially imported in large cartons from Canada. So he would take the match and like just puncture the end. I would think with that, that would create a very difficult draw. He would then blow through the cigar from the other end, so from the foot to make sure that it would draw, okay? Finally, he would light it, sometimes with the candle he kept nearby in case the cigar went out. So he You would, really did your research here. I actually got that from an article from Cigar, uh, cigar Aficionado. I want to credit them that that fact came from a rather in-depth piece that, that Cigar Aficionado did on Winston Churchill. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, Bishop. We're... We're a third of the way through these cigars. I am. You're. You you're are. Lagging. I'm talking a lot more, so I am smoking a lot slower here. This is a delightful cigar. For me, it's a very high dollar cigar. I'm assuming. I don't know what the retail price. Retail. Would be. This is about a twenty two dollar cigar. Yeah, we're way out of my league. Which on this is thing. honestly a little out of my league too. I tend to smoke cigars ranging in the, I would say on the low end, maybe about the six dollar range. To on the high end, maybe the eleven to twelve dollar range at most. Yeah, I tend to fall somewhere in that eight to ten dollar range. And I know a we have times. a podcast planned down the road where we're going to talk about a nice three dollar smoke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll just go ahead and throw it out now, but we'll talk about it then as well. Um, I actually like to get the quorums. I I like the quorum by cigar. Yep. Uh, I believe J C Newman. Oh, is it? Yeah. So like makers of Brick House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe they make. Uh, the and, cigars. you know, for, for a $2.75 cigar, it's a good smoke. 
Um, I also like to do, uh, you know, cigars in the Drew Estate family. I like to do cigars, uh, especially Oscar, who we recently met. It's true. There's an true. interview with him that Nick did uh, up it's on, on our, uh, social media. Cigar uh, Pulpit's YouTube page. We did an interview with Oscar at the uh, the Hill Cigar Company in St. Louis, Missouri. One of our favorite oh, cigar shops. We're there all the time. Plug, plug. Hey, Hill Cigar Company, why don't you think about, you know, oh, party Party foul. foul. Yep, I had a party foul. There My went, dimes went down. There went the stack of dimes. <laughs> you probably heard that. I, I was going to say. It made an li- audible noise. Listen close, and the plastic bag you are using to pick that up with <laughs> made a very audible. Really? You're going to keep doing? Stop it. <laughs> this is just horrible radio. <laughs> We never said it was going to be good. I think janky was the term we used before we started. It's amateur hour here at the Cigar Pulpit, that's for sure. <laughs> You're the one that wanted me to help hey, you. Hey, you know what? The way I figure is we can only go up from here. There's a lot of truth I to mean, that. I mean, there's only, the sky's the limit because we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. The bottom of the scotch cask, if you will. And by, <laughs> by bottom, he means me. Well, I'm not saying that. Yeah, it's true, though. I need someone to banter with. If I do this on my own, I'm going to get bored. Just an hour of you talking <laughs> is just brutal. I've tried to listen to it, folks. When have I? Wait a minute. <laughs> Jerk. So, yeah. The butthurt so, is real. So, no. We, we, we bounce around. Uh, we have our favorites, and we'll get into that in another episode or two, talk about some of our favorite cigars, um, ones that we regularly smoke. My father. And... Uh, Boy, you're just all about just doing the whole show in one show, aren't it's you? It's the inaugural episode. we got to squeeze it all in. I get it. No, you don't. I you like squeezing it all in. you got to leave some for future episodes, buddy. I mean, you can't just... We haven't even got off into, you know, regular press versus box press. That's, That's an episode for another day. Because Wouldn't it be hand-rolled versus box press? Ooh, see, now look at you. Because I don't know if there's a regular press. I mean, there's press, but, you know, but I'm just saying it'd be rolled. It's true. Yeah, so. I mean, I guess technically, I guess the box press is hand-rolled initially and then put into And then put in a box. See, this is what I'm talking about. If you're looking for true and honest cigar information. Wrong place. We are amateurs. (laughs) But we're enthusiastic amateurs who have decided that we're going to try this. Well, and you know what? I'm not going to lie. I mean, Nick Nick is all in for this. He's been doing a tremendous amount of effort on our social media. And I say ours, it's his. But uh, he's really been doing a good job. He's been putting up a lot of photos on the Instagram. We've shot some videos. Again, we did the interview with Oscar, which I think that was delightful. He was a great interview, by the way. He was. He was very gracious Gave some great information. We talked all about um, his instru- uh, influence um, of my, um, the the history that went into the Alter Q yeah. and the packaging for the Alter Q cigar. Great smoke, by it, the way. It is a great smoke. A little spice. It's got some. It's got some real spice to it. Have you? You. I mean, yes. I don't know if you noticed that before, but yep. I had one just the other night. And uh, his new Wild Hunter, I love too. You know, I like the Wild Hunter. I really like the uh, Superfly. Which I don't think you smoked not. yet. No, I have not. So that is coming up on a future episode. I I went a little crazy the other day at the cigar store and I purchased uh, quite a few smokes. Do for we want to get into the dollar amount? No, we no, definitely we don't, don't want to do get into the dollar amount. But um, but I, I I purchased quite a few smokes that we can uh, 
that we can review and talk about in future episodes. So, well, Nick, I think this has been delightful. This is, by the way, one of one of the best cigars I've ever had. This, I would hope so. It really is. I mean, it's really good. It's got a, a real subtle sweetness to it. Very, it's 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 subtle. It is not an overly sweet. You know, I'm starting to like get rich of pepper, chocolate, here halfway. You're further ahead of me. I'm, I am. I'm, I'm about coming. maybe about a third of the way down. I'm only about a third of the way down, so yeah. I'm I'm slow catching up. But um, yeah, you know, it's starting it's got to spice up a little bit. Subtle sweetness. It does have that kind of oaky, kind of wooden, yeah. you know, kind of flavor going on and everything. But um, that was him slamming his glass down on the glass top table here. Re uh, re smoking. Uh, re smoking his Dicerono there. You and I are going to have to work on that. One of us is going to have to be talking about the other one. I'm not going to lie. The dead air is probably the highlight of this podcast. No. 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 It's all the people, you know, researching whether Churchill was a cross-dresser or not. Here's the thing. Think of that. That's going to be trending, like, on Yahoo. It'll be, like, in the top ten. I kind of doubt it. I don't. If we have that kind of influence, I will be very surprised. And we'll be very sued. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Folks, I have... Churchill was not a crossdresser that I know of. And if he was, <laughs> good for him. It was good for him. Sorry, I was blowing. Not that the, there's uh, anything wrong with that. Blowing the smoke into my glass, and I just inhaled a whole lot of it. <laughs> yeah, you want to avoid that. Yeah, we on occasion will have a uh, novice smoker that decides to uh, join in with us, and we try to give as many hints as we can. Yeah, like for example. Um, you know, I had an intern at my office. Who, by the way, is delightful. And um, she... Sweet, uh, sweet young lady. Her name is Kate. Kate, if you're listening. She uh, recently concluded her internship with us and uh, went on to uh, bigger and better things with another internship at uh, Manhattan Magazine. And Oh, good for her. Yeah, so she's going to be living in Manhattan until... I think December. So well, and like you know. I said, that that young lady has a bright future ahead of her. Mm-hmm. She was, I, not a lot of people in this world impress me, and Kate impressed me. Oh, for a twenty-two-year-old, you know, young lady, I got mean, her, yeah, got her stuff together. Got her stuff together. So, with that being said, you know, her last day, you know, I I told her we can go anywhere you want for lunch. You know, you you tell me where you want to go, and. It's not unusual for me on a slow day at the office to skip out and head over to the Hill Cigar Company. And um, for those of you who don't know, by the way, let me back up. So the Hill is a neighborhood within the city of St. Louis that is... With a storied rich history. And predominantly Italian. So there are some of the best Italian restaurants. I would argue there are some of the best Italian restaurants in the country. Yes. Sitting right there in St. Louis. I would agree with you about that. Um, you know, I'm not saying the best, but, I mean... Uh, Kicks the hell out of Memphis. And you know what? That's where toasted ravioli came from, St. Louis. So, it is. You know, we deep-fried our pasta. Toasted ravioli and pork steaks, yep. that's what St. Louis does. And gooey butter cake. But anyway, that. with that being said... Um, Nick knows his gooey butter cakes. I do. So, with that being said, um, I think my first word was cake. Um, anyway. Is that a true story? I'm like a little baby. I'm like, cake. <laughs> no, I, I, God, I hope that's not a true story. I don't think it's a true story. It might explain a lot. But anyway, um, with that being said, um, I actually skipped out of the office the day before her last day. Her last day was on a Friday, so I skipped out on a Thursday. And um, while I'm driving over there, she says, I think I want to go to the Hill 
for lunch tomorrow. And I said, well, by God, that's great. Um, but if we do, we're going by the Hill Cigar Company. And all she sent me back was ha-ha. So the next day rolls around, and we pile in the car, and I tell her, we're going by the Hill Cigar Company. She's like, all right, that's fine. And your uh, your front office person, Andrea, was with you she was as well. well. It was it was a nice group lunch. And so we went over. We had some fantastic Italian food, um, chicken parm. Chicken parm. Chicken parm. And, it's the um, special of the day. Yeah, chicken parm. And so um, we uh, went by the hill, and by God, she asked, you know, what should I try? And I picked her out um, one of the uh, uh, tobacco specials from uh, Drew Estates. I was going to say, I thought it was a Drew Estates. And, guy. boy, we got, her, we got her lit up, and she proceeded to sit and smoke the whole thing. And... It was her first cigar, and she she did fantastic with it. And so it's you know it's it's all about sharing the culture, you know, sharing the experience. Um, now, the part Nick isn't telling you was the reaction of all the sixty year old men that were <laughs> sitting in the lounge when, when he I, brought in these two young I ladies. Walk in with a, yeah, now I was God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nick's picture's up on the wall now with candles burning around it. Mm. Kind of a little shrine That's to funny. him, as it were. That's funny. But, uh, no, so, I mean, we had a fun time. And, and it was nice to, to share the experience and, and uh, share, share what, something that I, I have found to enjoy only recently, but, but have definitely done, dove in all in on it. I, I would recommend to anyone in St. Louis or anyone visiting St. Louis if you're a cigar smoker, make the Hill Cigar Company one of your stops. By the way, they're not sponsoring this podcast. They are not. There is no money exchange whatsoever. We are just, we, I mean. They are just. There's uh, money our, exchanged. It's my money going to them. But, amen. Um, you know, but no, they're. they're and that being said, we, we believe in buying local with our cigars. Well, precisely, because, you know, we are uh, both small business owners. Uh, we both own two very local uh, newspapers. And with that being said, you know, we, we heavily encourage people to buy local. And so... Nothing against JRs or any of the companies you can no, order from I mean, online? there's plenty of online brokers. And if you're in an area that you don't have a brick and mortar, then online is definitely a very good, viable way to go. Um, but if you have the uh, option and the ability and you're in the St. Louis area... And you've please got... Please try the cigar, the Hill Cigar Company if you have not. Yeah, it's... it's for my money... It's the best lounge I've found in the St. Louis area. There's, I would concur with that. I mean, it, it, the people they, are friendly. We're, when we're there, we're home. The people are friendly. The the patrons are inviting, and and you know they they don't shun the newcomer and everything like that. I mean, you have fantastic conversation. We'll get into maybe some of the the, the culture of the cigar we, lounge. In we're, another we episode we've become friends with uh, St. Louis area cops. We've be. We've actually met judges there. Um, um, it is it is folks a, that used to work for McDonnell Douglas. Exactly, it I is mean, a diverse crowd. I mean, it's it's a fantastic experience. So, well, Look, I think this has been delightful. I think this has been a very great inaugural run here. So, with that being said, let's give some final notes on the uh, Davidoff, Winston Churchill, uh, the late hour. I'm I'm close to two thirds of the way through my cigar. Nick is about halfway. Mm-hmm. I'm getting some peppery notes now. I'm getting some more spice with the cigar. What what stage are you? Um, the 
pepper is still not quite hitting me. I'm, I'm not quite getting any It was a little past halfway when I hit it. Okay, I was going to say, but... Um, but the Di Sirono is could, just a attempt, delightful pairing. I could attempt a retro hail, but I know I'm going to end up hacking up a lung on this, on this microphone. See, now that's where Nick has done more research than I have, because I have no idea what a retro hail is. The retro hail is when you inhale some smoke, hold it in your mouth, but you let it out through your nose. And by doing so, it triggers the olfactory senses, and you end up kind of smelling some of the some of the you know tastes and or well not I guess you don't smell taste but it burns. Well, yeah, and that's the problem. I just, I it, just did that. It, it does. Burns. It does burn. Well, you do pick up different hints, though. You do. Yep. You get you get and I mean sometimes with a really spicy cigar. You do that, you pick up even more spice. Sometimes yeah, I did. if there's something, so okay, yep. so. You and know. It, it's funny to me being, okay. I I have smoked on and off since I was 16 years old. I've had I've smoked pipes. I've smoked really cheap cigars. I've smoked really good cigars. I.e. today we're smoking a great cigar. Can't recommend the Davidoff Churchill enough. So that being said, I still consider myself a cigar novice, but this is a great cigar. And like I said. With the uh, Di Sirono, it it's paired up nicely. It's giving me some good peppery notes now. I'm getting a good amount of spice out of the end of the cigar. And, I mean, it's just, it's a great cigar. It's a great smoke. And, Nick, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, bringing that in. No problem. Like I said, I wanted to do something really special for the first episode. Something that, you know, is definitely outside of your comfort zone. That's, that's going to be the fun part of this. Since I have purchased the first round of cigars for this show... Um, Notice he, he's referencing there that he wants me to buy some cigars. Well, at some point. I, I, just, I just caught that. Yeah. <laughs> that was subtle. but you It was very subtle. but I Almost it, like the sweetness. It was not last, lost on it, me. Almost like the sweetness in this late hour. Exactly. Oh, see what I did there? See, I do. So, um, anyway, with that being said, God, you just derailed my train of thought again. It's kind of my job. Oh, anyway, no, like I was saying, I wanted the first episode to have a very special cigar, something that was a little outside of your comfort zone. And it absolutely has. This has been delightful. And I'll tell you, this round of cigars that I have purchased, so the next handful of episodes, however many it takes for us to get through this this bag of cigars I have over here. I'm looking forward to that little box that's sitting on the table right now. That's the cigar I'm looking forward to trying. I think we might do that. Do you want to hint that up? No, you know what? I think if you do, then people at home can reach out, find it, and smoke it with. You us. know what? That's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. So for the next episode, we are going to be going in a completely different direction. Entirely different direction. Entirely different direction from this Davidoff. We will be smoking the Toscano Classico. It's a very small little Italian cigar. It's actually a. Uh, Available at the Hill Cigar Company. It is available for the, at the Hill Cigar Company. By the way, if in case anybody is hearing this as well, um, we are recording outside. Uh, we're recording outside on uh, Jeff's deck, actually. We are. And I picking guess... Picking up some wildlife. I guess the cicadas are out because I am picking <laughs> up a very loud insect uh, chirping in the back. So um, it's, I, I am an organic gardener. I have my organic garden here, and it is teeming with wildlife. really wish a bird would kill that thing. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> you don't understand, folks. We have been trying to record this episode all day long, and between children in the pool at the neighbor's house and 
You know, just the dogs, a, the dogs, and just a variety of things. My nine-year-old daughter, Addie. Nine-year-old daughter, and now a cicada. We have just been just plagued with noises, and perhaps maybe look that thing has a very short time to mate. It's got to call in. It's, now it's, it's gone. Uh, you know, um, anyway, significant other. Yeah, I guess. So a very narrow window there. But anyway, so going back, we are going to be smoking the Toscano Classico. Um, according to the packaging, it is savory with hints of sweetness. With uh, aroma that reminds you of wood, hints of maple. Uh, I want to credit the Cigar Authority for turning me on to the, these cigars. I was listening to an old episode, and they had uh, they had actually smoked the Toscanos and said that it was something that they were interested in, and, and I guess re- reminiscing of like their parents and grandparents and whatnot smoking them, and it, it just... It intrigued me. It was something different. And it's the same cigar that Clint Eastwood smoked in all of the spaghetti westerns that he starred in. But we'll get into that in the next episode. So Absolutely. So with that being said, if you do want to smoke along with us, he's back. The, the cicada's back. If you do want to smoke along with us, go and find some Toscano Classico. And so, again, folks, I cannot recommend the Davidoff Churchill enough. If you can seek out this cigar, do... It's, it's a little high dollar, at least for me. But the, the Davidoff Winston Churchill, the late hour. The late hour. This is a fine cigar. I mean, this is this is in in my top five that I've ever smoked. Well, it really is, and I appreciate you bringing it in. That makes me feel great. Well, Bishop, I can't thank you enough for letting me sit in with you on the podcast today. Oh, we'll be back with another episode. Thank you very much for listening. This has been a sermon from the cigar pulpit. I am your Bishop of Burn, Nick. And we are signing off. Enjoy.